You are now tuning into Feeling the Vibes with your hosts, Queen Anne, So Blue, Miss Coco, Even Exchange, Tamika Elaine, Shay, and Lady V. Please sit back and get ready to feel the vibes. first episode of Feeling the Vibes, I am Lady V, better yet known as The Voice. The reason why I would say I'm known for this name is because I give it to you straight up with no chaser. If you're looking to hear a bunch of lies and fake-ish, then guess what? I'm not your cup of tea, and that's okay. I'm a wife, a mother of two beautiful kids, and I'm just out here living my most fabulous life. So with that being said, let's get this podcast on and pop it. Hey everyone, I'm Fabulous Queen Anne, and I'm known as the Ranter. When I'm passionate about a topic, I tend to go into a rant like the famous Kanye West. I guess that's why I love him so much. I'm a Twitter fanatic, and I love anything fashion-related. Hey, what's good? This is So Blue, but you can call me Blue. I'm the laid-back, comedic one of the crew, quick with the one-liner and straightforward with my opinion. Lady V may say that she's straight up with no chaser, but let's just say I'm the chaser. I'm so excited about this podcast, a vision that finally come into light, a vision that highlights the different perspectives of these dynamic, dynamic ladies. So be prepared to get your guts busted with laughter, cry a little, or even get passionate with anger. Either way, I hope you guys enjoy this wave of vibes we're sending your way. So let's do this. Hey everyone, this is Miss Coco here, and I'm just extremely excited this podcast has finally launched, Okay. And because of my excitement, I'm actually doing a silent clap right now. I, along with six amazing ladies, are here to talk about topics ranging from entertainment to politics and everything else in between. Well, a little bit about me. Let's just say that I can be very passionate and opinionated about some of the topics that we'll be discussing. And I'm pretty sure these lovely ladies here will agree. So please stay tuned to hear what I have to say. And I hope you enjoy. It's even exchange here. So happy to be sharing this podcast with my beautiful friends. My hope is that you are entertained because we are funny as shit, but also that you are inspired in some way, either from our individual stories that we share or insight into some of the topics that we discuss. So buckle up and take this amazing journey with us. Hey, y'all. I'm Tamika Lane. And just to let you know a little bit about myself, I'm the one that typically has a lot to say on a topic or not much at all. So most often you'll find that I keep things short and sweet unless I'm really passionate about a subject. I'm a true Gemini in many ways. Folks have described me as quiet, talkative, funny, complex, analytical, sometimes even oppositional, uh, just to give you an idea. I'd love to hear what you have to say as you take this journey with us. Hey, I'm Shay, the fashionista who will pull the curtains all the way back with a little celebrity gossip, politics, sports, no topics are off limits. So please listen to what Shay has to say. Woo, now that the introductions are now finally over, let's talk about how this podcast came about. Well, I'll take this one. Um, I like to start by sharing a little bit about how we actually know each other. It's almost like a stroll down memory lane at this point. Uh, Lady B, so blue and I, we grew up on the same block in Bedside. 
And eventually, Miss Coco, she also lives in the neighborhood, and we met through a mutual friend. I can't even remember when I met Queen Anne, but it seems like she was always there. Like, I, I can't I can't place it, but I definitely know it was through Lady V. Right. And over the years, you know, our friendship continued through many life changes, also bringing even exchange and shame to the circle. And our girls' trip is what really solidified our bonds, um, which eventually led to our girls' chat. And now we're here on your airwaves, so to speak. So it's really a case of friends of friends, you know, who all became friends. So that's that's my take on how we came to just be here uh, at this podcast. Thank you, Tamika Elaine. Just to piggyback off of uh, what you said, I want to say Queen Anne came on like many years later when we started hanging out and going out and going out to eat and, you know, doing a little bit of adult partying. I think... Uh, Queen Anne came in around that time and was introduced to everyone. And then eventually she became part of the the friendship circle. So that was a good uh, uh, trip down memory lane. So now let's get into our topic for this first episode. Let's talk about COVID-19 and quarantine. So I know we are in the middle of this whole epidemic COVID-19. And right now at this moment, we are quarantined. But what I want to know from you guys, how has it been? Like, what have you guys been doing to kind of like maintain your wellness to maintain your life and just stay sane of what's going on? Well, for me, and this is Queen Anne, uh, the lockdown was perfect because then I didn't have to do the commuting from one state to the next. Um, it was a luxury to work from home. Unfortunately, everybody doesn't have that luxury, um, but I did. And during that time, I was able to reflect on a lot of stuff. And what I found most was, I, you know, it used to be a time. And what I took for granted was we used, you know, when we all hang out or when you guys were hanging out, you would call me and sometimes I would be like, mm, I don't really want to go. But then when that choice was taken from me, then I start to appreciate it more. And I, you know, I, I start to appreciate the fact that, you know, I will, I probably will never take that part for granted ever again, because it made me realize that I really did miss the physical contact with my friends. Although we were zooming, I just miss having the drinks or the dinners or getting dressed up to a party or hugging or, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that maybe that's it for me. You know, I just missed hanging with my friends. Well, for me, this is so blue. Um, Maintaining is the appropriate word to describe how I've been able to deal with this um, whole quarantine bit. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have the luxury of staying home to work. I wish that was possible, but unfortunately, it's not because I'm on the front line. So when I say I'm maintaining, I'm I'm referring to like maintaining my health, my well, my spiritual well-being, of course, because um, I believe that we're living in trying times. I think the most important thing this quarantine brought about is how we communicate with one another. Okay, we don't have the physical aspect of it, but now we have to make connections through technology. So I guess for the most part, um, you could say this quarantine put into perspective which relationships is worth maintaining, so to speak, um, because um, you have to find creative ways to keep that connection going. All right. Amen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I hear you, Miss So Blue. <clears throat> and, you know, it's so interesting that for me personally, when this pandemic um, 
first reached its peak in New York, I literally had anxiety, which I didn't know I had, which is even the most interesting aspect of it. But I literally had insomnia where I would be up from sunrise to sunset. And eventually this became mentally exhausting. And like for so many people, this COVID has brought out this anxiety and stress in us that we didn't know we had. And my anxiety manifested itself in the form of lack of sleep. And, you know, I was doing a little bit of research on this. And according to the CDC, um, you know, this, this pandemic, um, people need to develop healthy coping skills um, to help them you know, um, manage this time of crisis, to manage this time of, of uncertainty that we all are faced with, whether we are in New York or in Florida. And to help me with my insomnia and my anxiety, you know, I decided to start doing exercises and I would run on the boardwalk, exercise. And I can say personally, this has helped me tremendously. And um, in addition to, from a, you know, on a sidebar for that, um, it has also helped me with my COVID weight gain, which is another story <laughs> that I will save for later. I hear that. It's been real with the COVID weight. <laughs> well, even exchange here. I would just say that quarantine has allowed me to appreciate what I have. And I also realize how much I can live without. Um, it's amazing what you can, what little you can do with or be with or have um, and survive. Like you, you can still survive with it. Um, I've been watching the news like crazy. I've always watched the news like crazy, but now it's 24 seven access being at home. Um, and to be a little much sometimes trying to find ways to get into a happy space. But for the most part, I think just realizing that more things are important than some of the frivolous things that we um, used to enjoy before, or even just things that we took for granted. Well, quarantine for me hasn't been much of an adjustment um, as it's been for others since um, pretty much my social life was already limited due to my role as caregiver to my, my baby, who was my mama. Um, so it's been more like, welcome to my wife, y'all. I'm happy to have you here with me. <laughs> so, But like, seriously speaking, having to adhere to all the restrictions and the mask wearing, it has been challenging. I won't even get into the concern or the anxiety that, you know, I feel whenever I'm going out, wondering if I'm taking the proper measures just to be safe. Um, also, drinking has increased. Um, I'll probably end up being a master margarita mixologist after this. Uh, <laughs> I went out the other day and I had a sorrow margarita and I was like, hey, I got some sorrow in the house that I haven't even, you know, I haven't made because I've been too lazy to do it. And I'm like, maybe I should try to make my own sorrow margarita. So stay tuned to figure out to hear how that came out. Um, also, I I know, right? Maybe I'll be making drinks for whenever we do have our next gathering. Um, <laughs> but um, also my food delivery expenses, they've increased like a hundredfold because uh, I'm I'm kind of frugal. Um, so before this, I wasn't really with the, the Uber Eats and no service charges. But now, you know, with COVID, it's like, okay, well, if I want to eat out, like this is like 
really the best option these days. So it's definitely been a lot of changes for me. Um, but, you know, life after quarantine, um, definitely, you know, I, I can't say that I'm looking forward to going back to the office. I'm still working from home. Um, you know, that has its perks. Definitely looking forward to traveling again. Um, Cause I'm definitely overdue for a vacation. I know most of us had, we had plans for this year. I was supposed to be returning from St. Lucia last week. Um, so Next year, I just want to spend several weeks dancing in the streets in a costume and then just be a beach bum <laughs> waiting to <laughs> just to recoup. So that's that's kind of how it's been for me. Hey, this is Shay. Quarantine has been a life changer for me. I started out with the excitement of going to Trinidad in February for Carnival, then getting a phone call the day before I returned back to New York that my brother had died in Jamaica. Um, that was like the shocking news of all. Two weeks later, being told at work, I had to work from home until further notice as the, as the um, country goes down to a lockdown. As I prepare for my brother's, my oldest brother's funeral, my other brother is admitted to the hospital for shortness of breath and is tested positive for COVID. Things go south from there and, go, and he goes on a ventilator and subsequently passes away a week after we bury my oldest brother. The reality of life, family, and future of living day to day has caused me to reconsider any numbers of things. Ultimately, I started focusing on my health and my underlying issues. I decided I will be, I will not be a statistic. And I started my pursuit of becoming fit and losing weight. I has, it has become a slight obsession, but I am determined to make exercise a permanent part of my lifestyle. I hear that. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, uh, when, when this is your um, Lady V talking, by the way, when COVID first hit, I thought to myself, yeah, I'm going to be working from home for a couple of weeks. Mm, this is going to be good. But then I realized I was like, wait a minute. Uh, this is kind of serious. Like, oh, my God, like people are dying. Like I, I was like, I, it didn't really sink in until, you know, I kept watching the news and people kept dying. It was just like, OK, this is real. And it finally put things into perspective for me that I need to start to protect myself and my family. And ever since then, I've just been living my life completely different. Like now I work from home, which is something I I did on a regular basis. But now I'm like a teacher to my five-year-old, which I can't even begin to explain to you guys how difficult and hard that is. I have so much respect and appreciation for teachers now because I just don't have the patience to do it. Like sometimes when I'm teaching my son, I I feel like ripping my hair out and then I feel like ripping his hair out. Like it's been very challenging for me. (laughs) (laughs) And like trying, right. And like (laughs) trying to balance working from home, you know, teaching my son, making sure he's on top of his things and learning. And I have a new baby and, you know, she's crying and, you know, doing her own little thing. It's been real challenging for me. And, you know, I'm not even going to lie. Just like Tamika Lane said, I've picked up a habit of drinking and I'm telling you, it has saved me. And that's what quarantine has been like so far. I mean, 
it, it, it's so funny because when I talk about it now, now I, it has me thinking like, what is the future going to be like when it comes to quarantine? And I, I want to ask you guys how you feel about this. Like, how do you guys see the future with quarantine? Do you guys see yourself as going back to work? For those of you who have kids, do you plan to take, you know, allow your kids to go back to school? Like I realize now that the, everyone is talking about, okay, the school year is coming up, but you know, time to get your kids back to school. And once the kids go back in school, you know, what's coming next. We got to go to work. So how you guys feel like future wise? Are you ready to go back to work? Well, I'll jump. I'll jump in on this one. This is Blue talking. Um, for me, um, I'm, like I said, I'm on the front line, so I don't have the option of staying home. But as far as my son, um, he will be at home doing school um, because, for one, I don't I don't trust how things are going, and I just will happen to live in one of the hot spots that's going right now, and I just don't trust what's going on. Um, it's going to be rough because, like you said, you have a five-year-old. Mine's is 12. So as they get older, it gets more complicated. Um, for some reason, schoolwork is not like when we were in school. It's like, but, um, yeah, it's not simple. Um, but, yeah, just have to keep him home. I do intend on getting him a tutor to try to help him. Um, even when school was done um, for the summer break, whenever I would go to work, I would give him schoolwork to do. Just to, that way I can keep him on that same track keep the, um, the same routine. That way, whenever school does start, which is about to be like in another two weeks of school. Yep. Matter of fact, they actually extended our our deadline to the 24th of August. So it's right around the corner. But just trying to keep the same pattern that way he doesn't slip. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say another thing I'm kind of hopeful for once all this is over with, I'm kind of hoping that, um, that people would be more uh, empathetic because for some reason... During this whole mix-up, it's like empathy has been on the back burner. So I'm just hoping when um, all this is over, people will be more cautious and aware of other people and just do the right thing and stop thinking of, about themselves only and thinking about others in the big picture. All right. I agree with uh, So Blue. You know, this pandemic has certainly altered our way of life. You know, a simple task as you know, going to the grocery store has became such a project. It, well, especially for me, you know, I have like a little quarantine zone in the front of my door where any groceries that I bring in, I'm literally wiping down with, you know, Lysol wipes. Could this be just my, you know, OCD kicking in my anxiety? I don't know. But you know, just to be on the cautious side, I'm literally wiping down everything to ensure that. I'm protecting, you know, myself as well as my husband from this virus. Um, I just want to also point out that, you know, I appreciate all these teachers, you know, these professors, all these, you know, um, education, you know, professionals that are out there. My niece is actually going back to school, you know, going back to college within the next few weeks. And, you know, my anxiety is at an all time high for her. You know, what does this look like for her being outside of the comfort zone of family during this pandemic? Will she be okay? Does she, you know, is she going to do all the things that, 
you know, as a family collectively, we taught her to do, you know, these are things that, um, you know, we have to worry about um, during this pandemic. I mean, you're absolutely right. And with that being said, it leads me to the next question. Transportation, you know, right now we're home, but at some point in time, I mean, let's face it, we will have to get back to life at some point in time, whether it be in a new light or whatever the case may be. But transportation-wise, a lot of us take the train, bus, you know, boat, whatever we do. How do you guys feel as far as transporting, you know, back and forth home? Do you feel safe that you can actually get on a train and ride the train to work? without feeling the fear that you're going to catch COVID-19? Yeah, um, I don't have those issues. I don't live in a big city of New York. I'm here in hot Florida. I just hop in my car and pray I don't hit a deer. But um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I just don't think that um, I will be comfortable taking a subway or taking a bus at this point in time. And just to go back to what these ladies were saying about kids going back to school, you know, I feel really, really bad for my daughter who's going to be a senior this year in high school. And it sucks, but I have no intentions of sending her back. Um, I just don't trust how she will get there and if she will actually take precaution and be safe as she's getting there. The trains, the bus, same thing. So I mean, I tip my hat off to Lady V because she's teaching a five-year-old. I would have jumped out the window, drank all the liquor, and they would have called the cops for me. It's it's hard. I'm almost there, girl. Don't worry. (laughs) This is Miss OCD again. Listen, I have to go on the train to a doctor's appointment, and I am literally so paranoid about getting on the subway, you know, in New York City. You know, I, I just don't know what to expect. You know, I have a colleague who says that, you know, it's very simple. You know, it's so much cleaner at this point in time. You in you know, the limited number of passengers is um, is also a positive thing about when you're getting on public transportation. But again, you know, New York City, I'm so used to, you know, the commuting rush hour and a whole bunch of people being on the train at one time. So, you know, it, it's, you know, it's a struggle that I have in, going on in my brain at this time. <laughs> Piggybacking off of what uh, Miss Coco say, a.k.a. OCD. <laughs> I, I, I understand the fear because I have doctor's appointments that I have can't. I literally cancel them and I shouldn't be canceling them. I know I'm not supposed to because, you know, I'm at a certain age now. And not only that, I had, you know, a a condition. So I need to see the doctor. But I'm so scared to get on the train that, you know, I've been canceling all these appointments. And, I you know, and that's the, you know, I'm wondering, is that, will this be the new norm for me? Like, I don't want to go outside. Like, I come out, I go outside, I swear. When I come back in, I swear I'm not feeling well. I can feel my throat spinning. (laughs) I'm sneezing. (laughs) Psychosomatic. Yes. I'm sneezing. I start to get the chills. So I, you know, I go in under my blanket and I swear for the whole day I'm sick. So I convince myself that I'm sick. So You're worse than me. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, so I, you know, I don't know. I'm just scared at this point. I'm just a little nervous being on the train, on the bus, 
even when I got into an Uber, I was I was nervous taking Uber. Like I can get comfortable. So I guess this will be my new. This is everybody's new norm. <laughs> this is Lady V, and I could be a testament to Queens and uh, dilemma because when this when this whole thing first started, Queen would call me, and I don't know if she thinks that I'm a nurse or a doctor, but she would tell me her <laughs> symptoms. And- <laughs> Do you think I have COVID-19? Do you think I have COVID-19? And I'm like, I don't know if you have COVID-19. Like, what? Go to the doctor. You know, it it it's just crazy. And <laughs> I understand how everybody feels. It, it, in the beginning, I feel like in the beginning, it was really scary. But now that everyone has, I feel like the wave has passed. So now everyone feels a little you know, safer because everyone's wearing masks and gloves. And that leads to my next question. You know, I noticed everyone now is going out, being social, hanging out. What does COVID look like when it comes time to go out and socialize, going to restaurants and, you know, just socializing outside? What that look like? I'm sorry. Um, y'all hit y'all curve. I, we, we still steady chucking up, Okay. <laughs> we ain't nowhere near flattening because these Florida people, boy, I don't know how to describe it. So as far as me going out, it's not happening. It's not happening. Take out wherever I need to take out. I'm not sitting in no one's restaurant. I'm not sitting outside talking, no, because I don't want nobody in my personal space. So. Right. Well, I don't mind going out. Like I said, I prefer, you know, I, I, I don't mind going out once I can get a real good Dirty, very dirty martini with lots and lots and lots of olives. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to the day where I can actually go into, you know, not go in, but go to a bar. We sit outside and just have drinks. That's it. That sounds nice. Well, that's my next thing, because have you guys been noticing like in your neighborhood? I I can't speak for everyone's neighborhood, but not my neighborhood. uh, I've noticed that. The restaurants are now setting up on the sidewalk and even in the streets. So now they're making these makeshift barcades in the middle of the street. I'm from Brooklyn, so Flatbush Avenue, these restaurants coming down Flatbush Avenue are now situated in the, on the sidewalk and on the streets. And people are actually sitting down and dining and having drinks. And I'm sorry, I don't know about y'all. But I'm not sitting on nowhere near Flatbush Avenue with the bus and the dollar vans coming down the street (laughs) and praying that none of them knock me over. Okay? It's just not happening. You know, I may entertain going on the sidewalk, but as far as the streets, that's not for Lady V. Yeah, so I'm not going on anybody's sidewalk for no food. I'm sorry. This is New York. This is not someplace else. I mean, come on. Where do you walk the dog? Come on. Where do you see bums sleeping or waiting for the bus? Come on. I'm not sitting out there eating anything. I will take that food to go. I will make sure that I, you know, support my local restaurants at home in my, in the comfort of my home. Yeah. Not happening. Wait, 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 wait. Can you imagine just sitting out there eating? Sorry, this is blue. And you got a bum come up to you. So your sis. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Can you help me out? Like, dude, back up. (laughs) Exactly. 
But I'm sorry. I mean, I swear that there, there are restaurants like in Manhattan that always had sidewalk dining. So I don't know. That's that's kind of typical for me and normal. So I don't I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, so I, yeah, I've already done it, and I don't have a problem with doing it. And I probably continue to do it if I needed to do it. Right. Listen, I you know I think that we have been under lockdown, especially in New York, for so long. People just want to get out and socialize and enjoy each other's company, and so these restaurants opening up, you know, even on the streets of Flatbush, you know, I'm, I'm not too keen about the, you know, exhaust fumes going into your drinks. I get it. I get it. But I understand the over, we're human. And I understand as human beings, we are conditioned to have that social interaction with Mm -hmm. each other, not just virtual, but in person. So I, I get why people are, you know, are in agreement to doing this. In fact, I, I will have to admit, I was going to propose to the ladies. I don't know if they're going to bite at this point, but for us to like really get together and go out to a restaurant, get, you know, dressed up, cute, you know, we've, we've had events where we've all met up with each other and, you know, had a good time, but I'm more so talking about going out to a restaurant. I don't know what their comfort level is at this point, but based upon this conversation, it's kind of <laughs> some of us might be down. Okay, okay Miss Elaine. Piggybacking of what you say, Miss Coco. Yes, I'm down, but it has to be <laughs> an outside bar that I'm able to get a martini. No martinis, no go. <laughs> okay, Miss Ann, Miss Queen Ann. I hear you. Sis, this is a so funny a suggestion coming from Miss OCD to go <laughs> out into a germ infested restaurant and social distance there. Got it. Uh, no. You know, oh, when you say you don't know if these ladies are going to go. First of all, we're outside, so we're not in in an enclosed environment. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> I know, and I mean, even exchange, so, you've never, you've never OCD seen the only happens inside. <laughs> I don't mind doing outdoor eating. I'm not eating on the sidewalk. Oh, if it's the sidewalk. The if there's a patio, okay. I don't mind the sidewalk i'm not eating on anybody's sidewalk okay i got you i got you i got you okay better yet instead of all that we can always go to miss lady v's house you know we can have Uh, drinks over there too uh, 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 sorry sorry miss blue but we can go to miss (laughs) v's house okay look at queen Anne trying to ask everybody to come to my house i i mean i'm good at being hosted but it does not mean i like being host okay (laughs) that's a lie you know, listen, <laughs> Lady V, we love your hosting skills, your cooking, Absolutely. It all, you know, so we welcome the invitation. In fact, we're inviting <laughs> ourselves. But wait, I'm still waiting for my plate. <laughs> Seriously. Coming soon from the next event. <laughs> but seriously, seriously, ladies, I got one more question to ask. I know I, I you know, this whole COVID-19 has been, you know, bittersweet. But what does dating look like in the future for, for COVID-19? Like, I, I'm thinking, you know, what, when it comes to dating, first of all, we already know that 
the internet drives a lot of people when it comes to going to date and looking for someone. What happens when you meet that person and it's time to meet them? What, you know, of course you meet up with math and all that kind of stuff. How do you see a special night with someone that you're interested in and you want to meet them for the first time and you want to go on a date? Well, um, uh, this doesn't apply to me because I'm married. Um, But when I think about how this whole COVID thing is going on, I don't know if y'all remember this movie. Um, He's just not into you. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think during this whole COVID era, era, it has become he or she just may be into you. Because you, no, I'm serious. Because you removed the whole physical aspect of it. Now you got to get to know one another. And at this point is nobody got time for games. If I can't touch you or we can't meet first, you know, face to face or touch or whatever. And if we're going to do this technology wise, let's see how creative you want to be with me. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's no time for games. So this is the era of he or she just may be into you. You know what? I have nothing to say after, after what you just say, Blue. I can't come back. I'm not coming behind that. I'm sorry. Somebody else. <laughs> I'll just have to say, I don't see the need to date at this point. Oh, here we go. Like, God. we're going to sit here. We're going to talk to each other. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. We're going to sit here. We're going to talk okay. to each other. And then, <laughs> and then we're going to meet and do what? Not hold hands. Walk six feet apart. Like, what the hell are we doing? Like, I don't want to get to know somebody like that. So I feel like your health is more important than the need for a relationship. Man, focus on yourself. Take time. (laughs) Dig deep. Get to know you. Get to love you. Get to be the best version of you. So that after COVID-19 and dating is back on the scene, you could be like, you know what? I'm a whole damn person that could meet someone. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Miss Even Exchange, I don't know. Coming from you, uh, 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 I don't know about this. You know, I I really don't know. We already know where you stand in case the public don't know. She has never even dated pre-COVID. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) if her opinion or advice is a good topic. But what I will say is that during this pandemic, there has to be a level of trust between you and the person who you are communicated or you are interested in to be open and honest in terms of what your status is, whether or not you are positive for COVID or not. And you guys just have to take the necessary precautions to ensure that both parties are protected during this time period in dating. True, true. Well, I mean, for me, I want to go a little deeper into this because that that all sounds all good and dandy, but when you're meeting someone and you're you're still dating, you know, obviously you have a life, obviously you have needs. When you're meeting someone, you know, they're going to come a point when you want to, you know, I don't want to say get physical, but you want to maybe hold hands, maybe, maybe kiss. On, be honest, physically. Yeah, like physically. All right. Let's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. Let's out. You want to be physical, you know. Do you often do you have to go get like a test done on a regular basis just to 
you know, go through the preliminaries of the whole dating scene and constantly test yourself so that the next person you with is comfortable enough to feel like it's okay to take it to that next step. Like, you know, do you just say, F it, I'm just going to go for it? Or or you just stay on that normal course of fear and playing the safe route? And then your status, your COVID status, is it's it's not like permanent. So when am I when I'm meeting him on Saturday? Last week he tested negative. Now is he gonna bring his results to me? Am I supposed to trust him that he's telling me the truth? Because you don't know. And on his way to the date, he could have picked something up and then brought it to you. You bring it home to your family. Guess why? Because you want to be in a relationship and meet people? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Definitely not worth it. Stay single. So listen, you know, I hear what you're saying because the COVID test is as good as the period of time that it is administered. So to your point, even exchange, if you are administered a test today, that does not mean two days from now, you will still be negative if that was the result of your test. Um, So it, it is, you know, a conscious decision that a person has to make in terms of dating. And I kind of go back to what I said before, trust, you know, um, during this time period, you're not just meeting people online because that's typically most likely how people are interacting. Right. So during this time period, I perceive that people have to develop a level of trust with this individual to know that they are taking the precautions Um, especially when they're traveling outside and they're not, you know, um, that they're serious about dating one person, you know, because even if you're out and about, you know, you can easily contract the, you know, this, you know, the COVID-19. So, you know, it's, it's difficult and you have to make a conscious choice about this process. All right. Well, (laughs) Anybody else got anything else to say before we wrap this up? I just want to add to that. Um, just, I guess it's to each his own. It all depends on individuals. Some people can, can abstain from being in relationships. Some people have to have that physical contact. But if you're going to have that physical contact, that means your whole dynamic of protection is going to be increased. I.e., you're going to have the condom on, you're going to have your face mask and your face shield. What are we going to do? <laughs> I'm just saying. And I mean, you really don't exactly. have to exactly physical contact steps. So I think that's kind of where we're kind of just jumping like 50 steps ahead, especially when you're talking about dating. So, you know, I mean, even exchange, you're not going to be in isolation, right? You've been around me. You have no idea who I've been around, right? Like, so, I mean, you're going to be around people who you don't know who they've been around. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, you're taking a gamble regardless. You got to figure out if this person is worth right. it. Be safe. Do what you need to do. I don't see any issue with, you know, going out, hanging out. You know, you guys can still wear your mask. You don't have to be holding hands. I don't, I mean, I want to hold your hand like that. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't know. So. It's possible if you really want to. Um, that's all I have to say. But what is the point, really? Like, we're going to go on a date. A date. We've been talking to each other for a little while. And we're not going to hold hands at all. 
So, okay, maybe that works for the first time. You're going to go out again and then not hold hands. It's just, to me, it, 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 it will never progress like a real relationship should progress because of the limitations of um, physical contact. Well, I guess it depends on who you are, because someone like me, Tamika Elaine, we go like on multiple dates and it's not even a kiss. So <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, and we're not walking down the street holding hands and stuff like that. So I don't know. That's why maybe it's not so much of a difficult transition or it's not difficult for me to understand because these things don't happen. They haven't happened for me pre-COVID. So you know, we go out, we talk, we hang out, we have conversation. I mean, it is what it is. And one more thing, just to piggyback off of what Elaine said, Blue said, to you, Exchange, what do you care? You say you're not dating, so you should care. What do you care? Why are you asking these questions? You're not dating. It doesn't apply to you. It applies to the people I'm that not, wants to date. I'm not asking the questions. I'm just, I'm responding. I, I'm responding. I'm responding. People shouldn't want to date is what I'm saying. They should just chill, relax. Dating's going to be there. Take care of your health. You know, this is just human nature. It's human nature, even exchange. We are wired to have social. We are wired to be uh, social for socialization, to have interaction with humans, human interaction. You know, we 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 understand in you're a special times. case. You're you're a different case. In you're a special case, times. and we get it. Oh but you know, God. we're talking about everybody in different else. Times. You know, <laughs> this is COVID. This is COVID again. Like but people think that it just like disappeared. But we're it's not here. meant you to just be virtual buddies. Exposure to COVID, and you want to date. I Listen. mean, we are virtual buddies. We're virtual coworkers. We're virtual friends. We're virtual all of that right now. How do you feel okay to have like somebody in your face being in a relationship with them? Too many people are dying. Just relax. Yeah. yeah. So my point that I'm making is as as Tamika Elaine has stated, we all have been around each other. We have socialized with one another. And so that's human nature to be want to be connected to each other, you know, separate from a virtual, but have that, you know, human interaction. That is all. And we just have to make sure that we're to hold the, any of your hands. Personal. We have to make sure to that we're having your the shoulder. personal interaction. I love it, ladies. I love it. I love it. Well, that was a great conversation and a great kickoff to our, our podcast. We would like to thank everyone for tuning into the first episode. If you have questions, comments, or would like to get updates on when our next episode will be airing, you can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Feeling the Vibes Podcast. Until next time, continue feeling the vibes.